The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. We're going to get into the Word tonight, and uh, I'm not sure if the notes were able to get to you. Do you all have notes or no? Found in the book of Philippians. Christmas, a special Christmas message tonight from the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. We had some computer challenges. And so I am preaching off of my son's iPad mini. Looking forward to it, sort of. Philippians chapter 2. Are you all ready? Would you stand up on your feet? Philippians chapter 2. Let's read the word of the Lord. Not a real long message tonight. It's a short Christmas word entitled, Christmas, a picture of the divine mindset. Christmas, a picture of the divine mindset. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort in his love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affliction and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Oh, we might as well read the last two verses here. Yes, 
And if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and sacrifice for your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all for the same reason. You also be glad and rejoice with me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to break bread tonight and to have fellowship. Lord, to celebrate your birth of this Christmas banquet that we have every year. A love feast. I think back, Lord, what you did over this past year, and I stand amazed at the people saved and people healed and delivered. And the mighty provision that you brought the breakthroughs that you brought for us and for us as a church, how you gave us our property miraculously, gave us our church property back. And Lord, we, we look to you tonight to encourage and strengthen each and every one for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. To the Apostle Paul, um, the Christmas story is one part of the life of Christ that you can't separate from the rest. And really, this is the Christmas story told right here in the book of Philippians. It talks about his humiliation. If you look at verse 6, Philippians 6, who being the very form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. It's not an accident that he was born in a cave. It's not an accident that he was born in a manger. I don't know if anybody's been here to Israel uh, if you've been to Israel and seen the birthplace of Jesus, there's a church actually over it. I've not been there, been to the Holy Land yet. I hope to go with my wife one day. But there's a church that's built over, over the birthplace of Jesus, and it's not an accident. He wasn't born to aristocracy. He wasn't born to a wealthy home. Yes, from the line of David and aristocracy in that sense, for sure. But he was born in a manger with no real money, no home, no crib. There was no big fanfare, at least in the natural. And then God began to bring his own fanfare with, <laughs> of all people, shepherds. You say, well, why would you say of all people? Is there something wrong with shepherds? No, there's nothing wrong with shepherds, but they weren't allowed to testify. They were not considered part of society that was trustworthy. And yet angels appeared to shepherds. And they, they gathered around and they went to see this one that the angels declared. Emmanuel. He humbled himself not only into a manger, but he humbled himself to become a man. And I don't think any one of us here would understand what that is. There's no way we could possibly fathom God stepping out of glory, putting on robes of flesh, and walking the earth. I mean, it, it, I don't even think that you could say being born in a cesspool would adequately cover what it would be like to come out of the of glory of eternity and step into our world. But he did that. And that is what Christmas is about. It is about God fulfilling the scriptures and said he would come. He humbled himself, not only being born in a, in a manger. How many of you know what's in a manger? Has anybody ever, any, I grew up bucking stalls at a horse farm. You know what's in a manger? Cow pies. That's what's, that's, that's what, that's what's, that's basically what there, it's a stable. He was born 
amongst cow pies. I mean, really, let's really talk about it. It wasn't some clean, cute thing with lights on it. Come on. I think it, I think it smelled, although I, I like the smell of uh, horse dung. Personally, I do. I do not like the smell of cow dung. Whether you like the smell of cow dung or not, I'm just saying you step out of glory. I mean, he humbled himself and became a baby. And which what's even more amazing to me is that how many, come on, how many of you ever had a baby? You know, my wife carried them, but you know, we had them. They're pretty helpless. I mean, they're helpless. I mean, they need to be fed. They need to be changed, right? They're, they're babies. They don't, if, you don't, if you don't take care of a baby, what happens to a baby? Well, it gets sick. There's problems. God, eternal. God, eternal, stepped out of eternity and became a little baby that needed to be taken care of in fulfillment of all the scriptures. Amazing. It's astounding to me. And not only that, but he humbled himself even unto death. Verse 8. If you look at verse 8, it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, that he humbly became obedient. Remember to say obedient. Became obedient to the point of death, even death. Even death. In the Greek, there's two words, death, death. Why would, why would the Apostle Paul write death, death? I mean, he is emphasizing death and he's emphasizing resurrection, his exaltation, which comes just after so he not only humbled himself to become a baby, he humbled himself to the point of death. And then his exaltation comes. And it's seen really in a number of ways as he writes here to the church in Philippi. His resurrection, his, his ascension. And then y'all got excited, and I was glad that you got excited when we began to talk about the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. See, his exaltation is not only his resurrection, his ascension, but it's his second coming. And it's the fact that he is the judge of all. See, you'll, you'll, you'll know that in the end, everyone's going to see Jesus as Lord. In the end, everyone, every atheist, every Gnostic, every unbeliever, and every believer, everyone is, that's what that's saying. King of kings, Lord of lords. He, he is going to be declared Jesus is Lord. The name above every other name. And every knee will bow. Now on that day, sad to say, that some will be bowing in worship. That's not the sad part. The sad part, some will be bowing because they've been forced to bow. And their outcome will be very different than those who believed on Jesus. Everyone will see him as Lord. Not everyone will experience heaven. Everyone will know. I guess they were right. Or, hallelujah, I knew it. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Some will be worshiping and some will be shaking their fists, I think. But to the Apostle Paul, Christmas is a picture of, of the mindset of God. God is self-giving for the sake of others. We need to do the same thing. That's the way we need to be. Somebody said, do you have the Christmas spirit? What is the Christmas spirit? The Christmas spirit is this. This is the Christmas spirit right here. It's humbling yourself to the cow pies. 
and we don't like that too much, but I mean, that, that's really what Christmas is. It's, it's stepping down, getting low. Jesus really is our model. You've got to deal with your fallen human nature. Well, you guys are just aren't all that excited now. <laughs> we all have to deal with our fallen human nature. We've got to empty ourselves. We've got to serve. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, it says. Vain conceit, empty glory. Oh, stop complaining. I hate that one right there. But then again, I love it. Stop complaining and arguing. Paul writes to the Corinthian church and says that the example of those in the Old Testament, how they complained and released a destroying angel, he's telling us basically that if you're a complainer, you actually release death. Okay. All of the kids say, wow, don't complain. All the children said, wow. Stop complaining and arguing and put God's mindset to work in your relationships. Be like Jesus. Have the same mind. Humble yourself. Serve. Help people. Can you say amen? Amen. At church, we need to do that. In our marriages, we need to do that. In our community. I was so blessed today. And I'm closing. So, Minister Micah, would you come? I was so blessed today that um, Pastor Alex and his team went to Wasilla uh, the Wasilla High School and they served hot coffee and uh, donuts and goodies to um, to the teachers there some hundred and plus, hundred plus teachers and they did it just to be a blessing and to say thank you and they gave out Christmas cards to the teachers and and they blessed them and over the over the intercom uh, this lady who is originally from the Hawaiian Islands, I'm to understand, has struck a friendship with Pastor Alex. So over the intercom, she said, Attention staff and faculty, Pastor Alex and King's Chapel, Wasilla is here to give coffee and donuts. And so they just were there beaming and shining and passing out Christmas cards. And, you know, the, the, the thing about Christmas is that if you get caught up about what's underneath the tree, you will lose it. You'll lose out. I remember, you remember I was telling you about my mom and some of the stuff we went through. And my mom eventually came back. Parents got divorced and you know, we had a couple Christmases that were like, you get a toothbrush, you know. I won't ask you to raise your hand. We had some Christmases that weren't like, oh boy, got so much stuff under the tree. I think those Christmases were the best ones because we had the love for each other. And I remember my mother made us go to a nursing home and sing Christmas carols to people that were bedridden. And I'll never forget going in this one man's room and he looked at me and he just held my hand and he was crying and I was crying and he was crying. And I will tell you something. That's the Christmas mindset right there. Somehow we have a tendency to lose it through all the internet, and Amazon, Facebooking, Twittering, materialistic 
stuff that we get tired all wrapped up in. Let me ask you this question. It's his birthday. Right, Pastor Vince? What are you, uh, what are you uh, going to get Jesus for Christmas? Don't look at me with that religious tone of voice. What are you? What are you? What are you going to give God for Christmas? I mean, it is his. It's 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 his holiday. Is it? Is it's his birthday? You going to get him a card? Going to give him a gift? We do a birthday gift to Jesus. We do that. We'll do that on Sunday. I think we should. I think that's good. So see, believe God. I think the greatest thing we can do is be like that right there and God will empower us supernaturally to do it and we if we live like that we will be light bearers we will shine holding out the word in a crooked and a depraved perverse generation verse 15 among whom you shine like lights in the world holding out, holding fast to the word of life so you may rejoice in the day of Christ. Did you get something? That, that's the Christmas mindset. That's what we need to be like. Uh, I, I've been falling short a little bit over the past few days. Uh, anybody else? <laughs> okay, we have like... 20 honest people here. Any, any, are there any? Come on. I know we have more than that. Come on. Let's just ask God to help us. Come on. Ask God to help you. Lord, help us to have that, that kind of a mindset. Help us to be like you. Have the like-minded. Lord, you are the model for us. Born in a manger. Obedient unto death. Then you rose again. Your exaltation your ascension and you sent the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to empower us to live like that so Lord thank you for the example empower us and help us to not only look to our own needs but look to the needs of others for that is truly what we're celebrating that you did you stepped out of eternity and became a man that you might have a family that we might be the redeemed of the Lord every head bowed every eye closed if you're not right with God if you're not right with God won't you won't you get right with him tonight don't play church don't don't do it there's a hell to shun there's a heaven to gain all across this place those online if that's you you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or in recommitment just pray with us right now Pastor Karen would you join me just pray right out loud say dear Jesus thank you for dying in my place thank you for rising again from the grave for me forgive me of all of my sin and be my Lord, be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. 
make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray it fill and touch each and every one. We thank you. Praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us as we begin to close? the hand. I'm so glad you came to our international Christmas banquet. Somebody said, what's so international about it? Well, hopefully you brought some food from your ethnic background. That's what makes it international. I hope you had a wonderful time. We certainly did. One week from tonight, we'll have our Christmas Eve candlelight communion service. Won't you bring a friend? Won't you invite somebody? And, and if you don't have a home church, we would love to be that to you. You come, and we'd love to meet you, Pastor Karen, myself, and any of my staff. Let's just bless each other, and we'll close in prayer. Father, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your goodness, Lord, towards us. Lord, bless your people, I pray. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.